Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God on Launching Podcast, and guys, you are in for a treat. Uh, for the second time, we got James Wedmore on a podcast talking about digital products, launching, building, you know, essential models, scaling, all of that juicy stuff. And um, yeah, as always, you know, James loves to share and he loves to talk. So, you know, you can't stop him. And he's about to launch Business by Design. Once again, this is just once a year opportunity. So you definitely do not want to miss this. If this is something you've been thinking about throughout this past year, I know I've talked about James a lot on uh, the past year about Business by Design. You know, it's a great program. He's a man of abundance he gives so much to his students i mean the, just the price of business by design is nothing compared to what you'll get after you joined you get so much more than what you pay for and honestly that is something i feel like we don't see enough but you definitely get that with james but i won't bore you with the boring stuff here uh you definitely want to check out the episode and any links that you would need to check out business by design and the upcoming um free live training that he's going to do i'll link up that in the show notes for you to click on so you can go check it out highly recommend it so let's listen to the episode have you launched your online course with great success or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Hey, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wesker. And uh, for the second time, we have James Wedmore back. And he is my mentor and my coach. And I'm so excited to have him back because we are talking about business by design, which is opening up really soon. Welcome, James. Hey, thanks for having me, Ken. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you did so good last time, so I thought, you know, okay. Well, let's, let's get him back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, but people really love the episode, and I loved it too, and we got a lot of value out of it, so let's hope we can do that again. Oh, yeah. We got to one-up it. Make it even better this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, there's probably a few people who still don't know who you are, you know, so why don't you just do a really short intro of, you know, who you are, who you help, and how you help them. Yeah, sure. I started uh, running an online business 14 years ago. First thing I sold online was uh, an online bartending school. I taught people how to bartend. Yeah. I sold online. Made my first sale 2008. I was hooked um, <laughs> and just like fell in love with the internet, the possibilities, and um, started selling other digital products. I've been doing that now for since then. Um, and it's, you know, the re couple of reasons I do it. The first is digital products um, you're going to see is the most profitable, scalable type of business model online. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you're uh, when your heart's in it, you let, you're like me, you love, you love teaching. Like that's what you want to do and get paid to do it. Uh, it's the most fulfilling, rewarding thing ever. So today I help people yeah. doing that. I would, I would doing, I've been doing that in several different niches and stuff. So you get to learn a lot. And uh, today I help people with it, you know, because it's, it's not easy. I think there's, I don't know if you ever remember that film, uh, Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. And there was this, mm -hmm. um, this 
it's classic, classic film, classic film. And there's this whole line in the film where this voice is whispering in his ear, if you build it, they will come. If you build mm-hmm. it, they will come. And I think that's the notion people have. I, I don't think it's like necessary the first rodeo for somebody to be like, whoa, and a, you could have an online course. You can like sell your stuff. But what we have today is a lot of people that have heard about it. They're familiar with it and maybe even have gone so far as to create that first digital product, that online course, but it's not selling. It's not getting customers. We got a, there's a lot of broke course creators. And so I really dove in and obsessed over what separates the unsuccessful from the successful. What are the successful few doing differently? And there is a lot of things doing differently. And it's it's kind of like an iceberg, right? If I've given you that metaphor yeah. before, where it's like a lot of people can't see what's happening below the surface of that iceberg. And I like to kind of share and point those things out to people. So yeah. that's what I do and having a blast doing it. And that's the short version by James Holt, by the way. <laughs> as short as we can. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you've been doing a few side projects as well. I know you've been, you know, <laughs> opening a few Airbnbs yeah. and you got a van project going on. But what's interesting about that is that you, well, the Airbnb obviously is a business, but the van project as well, you treat that almost like a business too. And, yes. you know, you create a project out of it. Yes. You know, what I love behind all of this, and so I'm glad you bring this up, is like entrepreneurial thinking, you know? Yep. Uh, it has to start with a change in our thinking if we want to ch- expect anything else to change. And so, you know, when you're doing this type of business and you're successful at it, you're very blessed, is is very profitable. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for what to do with the money that you're making. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what, you know, is very smart to be thinking about those type of things. And so uh, I've always loved real estate. So I, um, I invested in a few Airbnbs, built a business around that. It's been unbelievably successful. It's a very different type of business, which is fun um, to dive yeah. into that. But I, I treat the businesses the same way. There's a system, there's a structure, there's a team. It's mm-hmm. all the same principles. Like business is universal principles, no matter what business you're in. There's so much universality, overlapping similarities. Um, and then what happened is, is anybody who follows most of the real estate markets, it's, I don't know about the rest of the world, but at least in the United States, like, home prices have been like skyrocketing. It's been crazy the past year. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just been not so. And I wanted to keep expanding and growing. And I'm always from like new opportunities, new possibilities, anything's possible. And so here we are in this little tourist town of Sedona, Arizona. And I was like, well, what else could I start doing? And I started noticing that there was this massive trend happening of because I see it everywhere you go in, in Sedona, there's people driving these camper vans. And I was like, what is the mm-hmm. deal with all these vans? And I started researching. I'm like, this is really exciting. And sure enough, there are people renting out their camper vans and they're renting them out for the same price I'm renting out my properties at. And I'm, you know, really? and, and the properties I'm are like half a million to a million dollars and a camper van is much. I'm like, this is insane. Like, what <laughs> is going on here? And so I said, you know what? Like, let's try one. And we're building a camper van. We're going to be renting it out. And it's, you know, it's like, it's a fun new business and, and I absolutely love it. And I I love that diversification of, of businesses and stuff like that. And so here I am having a lot of fun yeah, with that. I love it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you crossed over to the eight figures yet with your um, business to buy design business? Yeah. Or are you still in the multiple seven? Yeah, we we um, hit just over 10 million in revenue last year. The online awesome. online business. The business is really simple. Um, it's basically, I can say in the most simplest, simplest sense, I have one offer. It's not entirely true. It stems all from one offer, but you know, right. it's... I have business by design. That's my signature program. We have a coaching offer opportunity for people who want more coaching and support. And then for people that reach a certain level, 
Like they're already at like a multiple six or seven figure level. We have a, we have a mastermind and this is actually something I teach. So I love to practice what I preach and model that for people. But this is the, one of the things that's, that's in our free training coming up is the Ascension model, which is mm-hmm. when you're strategic with everything that you're doing, there's a sequential order to the product path that you have that someone joins your first product and you go, okay, great. Where do they go from there? And where do they go from there? And we've watched people. We've watched people start with our podcast and then join our free launch and then join Business by Design, then join our coaching program. And then their business became so successful, they joined our mastermind. And we watched that. And so because it all works together as a machine, and that's what we teach and talk about, it's a lot less effort because one thing is actually creating the next. And, um, you know, this is a big deal because like to, to really only have one product and then that product promotes the next one and promotes the next one, a lot less effort and a lot more scalability. And um, what a lot of people are doing who have a digital product is they're putting like 90% of their promotional efforts into that outward facing front forward, get new people. And that's a lot of effort. You know, that's a lot of like, oh, it's the start of the month. My sales goes back to zero. I got to start over, right? And who's who's buying now? And I'm pushing and pushing and pushing. Or I'm relaunching, relaunching to the same old tired audience. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just do one launch a year. But yeah. we have people go and join our other additional programs from that. And so when you begin to think beyond that first program, that first product, what that does to increase lifetime customer value. These are things that aren't really talked about because this is business advice. People, There's a lot of people out there and they're just, they're just talking marketing. That's great, but that's not business advice. And we have to know how to run a business. We have to be strategic with business and LTV, knowing your LTV, focusing on increasing your LTV is one of the smartest things you can do. Lifetime customer value means, Mm -hmm. or we can define it as the total revenue or, you know, monetary value that a customer has over their life cycle with you. And if you're just chasing the front end sale and then, then they drop out the bottom once they join, you don't ever think about them again. It's so much more effort, time, energy, money to get new customers. And it's so much money that we, we're leaving on the table if we ignore our existing customers and say, how do we take a one-time buyer and make them a loyal lifetime customer? That's what increases lifetime customer value. That's what makes sellings easier. And this is kind of a crazy stat, believe it or not. But we saw it in our business and we see it with our clients. They 2 to 3x their revenue when they do that. 2 to 3x your revenue, total sales, total revenue in your business by adding that back in. So we keep it simple. We teach it simple. And it's at a st- strategic way of having the Ascension model in place. Yeah, because it's, the way you kind of do it is, well, primarily there's the podcast, which is free content. And then you have the 101st Leads. Uh, which is a free mini course. Uh, and then you have obviously the video series, which is coming up really soon. And all of those just kind of leads to business by design the program and everything else is follow up by the program. So it's yeah. really simple in that sense. It's really that simple. And it's also too, is like a lot of people think that having more offers means more money. Like I'll just create, I want to create like five online courses or something. And yeah. making more products makes you uh, more work. It's more work for you. And we've taken mm-hmm. clients with one or two offers to a million in a, in a, in a year. Low price offers. One client went from mm-hmm. $197 online course and they took that to a million in nine months, right? And then they start adding a back-end coaching offer or something like this. And now you're looking at doubling all that because a percentage of those people are saying, I want to work with you further. And you don't need to do the big launch for that. So we only do one launch a year for one product and then everything kind of ripples out from that. And when you keep things simple, you do it. You know, we don't do the complicated. Mm-hmm. We do it when it's simple. When you, when it's simple, it's it's easy. And it's also easier for your audience. They understand. You know, if you're running around with 20 different products, you're causing your 
your own, you're cannibalizing your own business because you're causing all that confusion and stuff like that. So we'd love to keep it as, as simple as possible for them. So anytime I come out with new stuff, I don't go and create a new product. I put it inside business by design. I think that's a great practice yeah. for people to do. Absolutely. And I think, I think you are one of the few, uh, especially when I've been inside the business design program, you keep on giving into that program. It doesn't matter what you create. It just becomes a part of the program, whether that is for business by design or it's the next level or something else. But you're so abundant with everything that you create and you kind of just give it to the people who already pay for it. Um, and that's that's something you don't really see a lot of people do because people think about it making money. And obviously, sure, that's what we all want to do. But uh, coming from a place of abundance is um, it's amazing. Well, I think there's something it, I appreciate that, and something beyond that, and I want to touch on because I think it's really important. Is yeah. it's not really spoken about. Um, mm-hmm. This is it really isn't. But if this is this is the most important thing when it comes to continuing to see your launches get bigger and bigger, and especially now the time that we're in, um, because I've been around a long time, like when it was like very new, and there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of people doing it. And now there are in any niche you go into, you're not going to be the only one there. And so what, and this is the opportunity, of course, but you must have something that delivers results. That is your secret weapon. (laughs) That is your through line. That is your insurance policy that what you teach, what you deliver, what you sell is producing results because people will share. What kind of results are we talking about then? Well, whatever, whatever you're promising, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're in, you know, the weight loss space, you better be getting your clients to lose weight. Now, obviously, I understand that if someone never opens the course, they're not going to do it. If they don't do what you say, I get that. That's going to be everywhere. But for those that follow, pay attention like you, right? Do what they're told and follow the process. And are you there every step of the way to give them what they need, to coach them, to support them, to, to set them up for their own success? And then that is so important. You know what I mean? And that's that's a really big emphasis that needs to be had that a lot of people aren't talking about is, is like, you want to talk about launching? When I get to come up and for our launch and say, look, here, how many, how many case, case studies do you need to know to see, to prove that this works, that we are getting our mm-hmm. students results? Um, it's, I mean, I can give you as many as you need. You want a hundred? I'll give you a freaking hundred. You know, you, you want more? I can get you more. That's no problem, right? We have a niche guide that we give our students and it's 104 different niches and they're all results from our students that have gotten results in those different niches. You know what I mean? It's like there, there's a yeah. hundred right there in a, in a free PDF. It's like, you want more? We got more. And then when people are in participating in your launch, I'm not just saying this to talk about me. I'm saying this to talk about anybody who's selling any different product. Like the end of the day, what will always be your best launch strategy, tactic, marketing, sales strategy is the word of mouth and case study testimonials of others. And so with social media and a community and someone says, you have to be in BBD because it, it changed my life. It'll change yours. I mean, think about what that what that does for each person here listening to this as a mm-hmm. hockey stick exponential cumulative effect is if you're putting that product out there year after year or quarter after quarter, and it keeps producing results, 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 and then more and more students are going, yes, this works. Look at how it helped me. It, it, it's such a vital factor. And if you're not producing results, but your quote unquote competitor is, well, then you know why you're not getting the sales. And so we have to double down on that. We have to lean into being results driven for whatever it is that your promise is, whatever it is that your course does, does it deliver and make it deliver. And that's that's a big mm-hmm. piece. And you're going to see more of that in the future. I think that's the big thing to pay attention for. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the great thing about digital products is that you can scale it to, you know, infinity and beyond. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Pretty much. Uh, but you also manage to scale, obviously, coaching and all that stuff by hiring other coaches as well. Obviously, that adds uh, another layer of, you know, cost, obviously, to the business. But still, you made it possible to scale that as well. But um, digital products, that's... You can do that on your own and yeah. scale it to as much as you want to. Well, you know, I love having conversations around scaling, whether it's scaling your launch or your business in general, um, because it's very interesting, this business model, um, because inherently, if you're not careful, you do become the bottleneck, right? Like, mm-hmm. Ken, you got to be here to do the podcast. You know what I mean? So like, Absolutely. you have to do this. Yeah. Like right now, it's like, it's you that's got to show up. It's me that's got to show up, right? And so as I was telling you before, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, in the middle of your launch, you've got all these people doing, wanting to do podcast episodes. And it's like, that I can't unbottleneck. I mean, I guess I could bring other people on, but for me and my behalf, but that's not really going to do the <laughs> Wouldn't same. Wouldn't be the same. <laughs> it's not going to be the same. So there's already a lot requested or required of you in this type of business because mm-hmm. you're a personal brand, you're the teacher, you're the coach, you're the mentor. And so we have to be diligent about unbottlenecking ourselves if we want to continue scale. Otherwise, what people see is they they hit that yeah. ceiling, they hit that plateau and they're like, I can't give any more of me away. And so that's one of the reasons why we did things. Like obviously I built a team, started there. That's a huge aspect of what I talk about. It, it doesn't need to be as intimidating and daunting or scary as people make it. You can start with a virtual assistant, you know, for a couple dollars an hour in the Philippines yeah. if you want, you know, and that's really easy. And people, every time someone does that, people are like, why didn't I do this sooner? And then I kept looking for ways to unbottleneck myself. And I realized I wanted to keep offering intimate coaching and support, but I can't fulfill on that myself. So I created my own coaching methodology. I hired brought on coaches, I train them myself and and they offer a lot of support. And in fact, it it's it actually makes our offer even more unique business by design because we have a team of certified business coaches in there and they're working mm. with our members on a consistent basis. They're doing office hour coaching calls, you know, as part of the fulfillment and delivery. So you get more than enough support. And um it's helping people, it's providing more value and um, you know, what more could you ask for? And in that's why we do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you were to handle all of this on your own, you wouldn't be able to help as many no. as you no way. wanted to. Exactly. I would have burnt out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because I think I joined BBD right before you hired the first set of coaches. Mm. And, you know, once you actually hire those coaches, it was a huge transformation in the Facebook group, the community. Oh, yeah. Suddenly we were getting a lot of more help from the coaches yeah. and a lot more engagement. So, yeah, it worked. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the things that we talked about now is kind of what separates, I guess, six, seven, eight-figure uh, launchers from those who are exhausted from launching, who's struggling to make the five-figure launches. Would you say so? What's that? What specifically is the, the things that we're talking about? You know, the way we scale it, the way we hire in coaches, the the uh, sensor model, all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be. Um, you know, it can be a number of things, right? As like, uh, how do we scale our launches? What's preventing our launches from scaling? And there's two ways that we want to look at this, okay? First of all, when you see your launch as a machine, okay, there's an input and an output. Mm-hmm. So we put in people into our launch. Let's say it's like a webinar or video series. So you get people registered and then some of those people buy. And if you said, okay, my goal is to get more output, more sales, more customers, there's two ways to do it primarily. Number one is the obvious way is people say, we'll put more people in, right? If I had a hundred people 
come last time and I made five grand, well, if I put 200 people in, maybe I'll make 10 grand. That's a pretty logical Mm. connection there to make. But that's not the only way to scale our launches. Um, And this is the more overlooked one, and that's increasing the performance of the launch. So Mm -hmm. if you had 100 people come in and you made 5,000, you know you'd be increasing your launch performance if you had those 100 people come in and instead of five grand, you made six grand. So the same amount of people, more output. That's launch performance. Mm -hmm. And when you are doing both of these things, when you are increasing your numbers, the volume of people, there's a lot you can do to do that, but you're also focused on increasing the performance of the launch itself. That's when we have a quantum leap in growth. That's when there's an exponential increase because you're getting more people in and you're having better conversion rates, better EPLs, earnings per leads, better uh, performance metrics. And um, we can get into the ways in which you do that, but it really boils down to two things. If we just get just straight to the nuts and bolts about it, improving your offer and your messaging. Mm, when yeah. you have a better offer, it's more irresistible. A lot of people have are putting out bad offers. So you're doing your launch. You're like, I don't get it. I did everything you said to do in your launch and it's not working. It's like, well, you can do everything someone tells you to do in a launch, but if you have something no one wants, doesn't matter if you did everything. No one wants your thing. No one's going to give you money. And so everything I teach starts with that, crafting that irresistible offer. Mm-hmm. That offer must be irresistible. It must, what does that word even mean? Irresist, they cannot resist it. You see it and it's like, yeah. I cannot help but give you money for it. And w- there's a lot of ways in which we can do that, but we're speaking to the transformation. The value is there. We're communicating, demonstrating, sharing the value. We're showing that it's worked for others, right? We're showing them that it's easier than doing it on your own. The cost of inaction, the cost of not getting this problem solved far outweighs the cost of the program, the investment of the program. And then the messaging, is what sets up the offer. The messaging becomes the context for the offer. So when you get more effective at your language, your communication, and your message, exponential, exponential increase. When you know how to get people to see the value, when you get people to let go of the objections, the fears, the doubts they have about investing in themselves, when you get people to say, oh my goodness, this is possible and I can do this and this is for me, you're going to get more people to sign up. And um that will increase the performance of your launch. And then you're getting more people in as well. And you have this like, you know, exponential increase. Yeah. Um, Would you say that the offer and messaging kind of ties everything together? Yeah. One leads the other, basically. Yeah. That's a really interesting. Sometimes it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg, (laughs) you know, Um, because I believe that the offer is the nucleus of everything. It's at the heart of everything Mm -hmm. that you're doing. But when you start with the messaging, the messaging is basically starting where your audience is, where are they already, where are they at, Mm -hmm. and then moving them forward to where you want them to be. And the messaging, when you actually create your messaging first, it actually creates your offer for you. Because if you start with where people are at and you speak to that, you begin to tune to what it is they actually want and you create an offer around that. And that's the big mistake people are making that, that leads to a crappy offer. Most struggling course creators, whatever, are saying things like, well, what do I want to create? What do I want to be known for? What do I want to do? What do I want to teach? And that's fine to ask those questions, but... The truth is no one cares what you want. Your audience isn't going to buy from you because they're like, oh, that's great. You're doing what you want. Here's my money. No, (laughs) they buy when they sit there and say, OMG, this was made for me. Get out of my head. Mm -hmm. This is, it's like this, this is exactly what I've been needing my whole life. And that's when you take the time to say, well, what do they already want? 
So I look at it like this. Um, and this is why messaging and offer are in a dance with each other, really. It's like one creates the other, the other creates the other. Um, mm-hmm. This is a great metaphor to use. So someone asked me recently, they're in the hula hooping niche. They teach, you know, like hula hooping is like a whole thing. Like you can do dance and all that stuff with it. And it's really impressive. And someone asked me, James, how can I convince more people to get into the hula hoop? And I said, well, that's your first problem right there. Mm-hmm. We don't need to convince anybody of anything. So you want to look at it like this. When you go into a market, that market is like a river. So a river has a flow. It has a direction that it's going. And your audience, your market has a flow or direction that they're going towards something. They have an inherent demand that they're moving towards. Like for someone who wants to start an online business, maybe like one of your listeners, I want to sell more digital products. I want to have a six-figure launch, right? That That's where they're already going. And so... The smart marketer sets up shop in the river downstream. Mm -hmm. The struggling broke entrepreneur is setting up shop like half a mile away from the riverbank. And they're trying to convince people to come over to them. They're trying to divert the flow of the water to come to their shop. It's a half mile away. And you might be successful. You might get people there. Don't get me wrong. But how much more work and effort is that? Well, whereas... Tapping into the needs, the desires, and the wants that a market already has and just starting right there. And that's why I said, if you're just saying, well, what do I want? What do I want? And you have no care re- regard of what your prospects want, then you're, um, you're probably setting yourself up for some failure there. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. It really does. In terms of messaging, I do think that a lot of people kind of get intimidated by it because it sounds so big and they think they have to nail it right away and that it you know, once you nailed it, that's perfect. It stays like that forever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like messaging is more like, well, you get something and then you evolve oh, as yeah. a year goes by. I mean, you change, the messaging change, your offer change, yeah. your business change. Everything changes all the time and you really don't ever nail it right off the bat. No, I mean, all of this stuff is a work in progress and yeah. it requires something that people don't understand. There's something that is an absolutely prerequisite ingredient for your success. And that's feedback. Mm-hmm. And if you're waiting for it to be perfect before you put it out there, then you didn't get any feedback. So it can't be perfect. You have to be able to say, let's test this. Let's try this. Let's put that out here. And it is going to be messy, but it is it is a work in progress. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. That's all I do is we've been selling the same thing for five years, but the messaging keeps evolving, improving, enhancing, and getting better and better and better. And as a result of that, our launches keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They really do. Every mm-hmm. single launch has been bigger and bigger. And a big piece of that has to do with the things I've covered. Like when it gets results, that reputation sticks and people talk about that. When you focus more on improving the offer, every year I do something to improve the offer. Every year I do mm-hmm. something to improve the messaging. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we had that exponential, like explosive growth because I was just willing to co- commit and recommit to improving that. Um, yeah. Whereas what a lot of people are doing is they're always trying to start over. Mm-hmm. They're always going back to scratch it all scratch. and just going back to drawer. Yeah. yeah. Or, or they're going, okay, okay, okay. That offer didn't work. Let's go in a completely different direction and do a different niche. Or I did a challenge, but the challenge didn't work. I'm going to do a webinar and the webinar didn't work. So mm-hmm. I do a video. So video series, and it's like, it's never those things. It's never the challenge. It's never the video series. It's never that. It's the message in the offer. And I can take the same message in the same offer and I can do it in a webinar. I can do it in a video series. I can do it in a live launch. I can do it in a challenge. I can do it in emails. It doesn't matter, right? But that people put all their weight in the wrong things. They're looking for all the answers in all the wrong places. And uh, that's what keeps people stuck and starting over. Whereas I just said, 
I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to work on the messaging. I'll work on the offering. I'll put it out again, put it out again. Our first like beta launch was $18,000. Then it was 250,000. And then it was 500,000. Then we did a million. Then we did 2 million. Then we have 4 million. That was the big jump going to 4 million and then 6 million. And it's just like, right. But it's just building upon what I have and making it better and better every year. And that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that it's not about which tactic you use. I mean, everybody will tell you that, you know, you need to do a webinar, you need to do a challenge, you need to do this, that, but we all know that all of that works has been proven by a lot of people. Yep. So it's not about that at all. It's like you said, you know, it's about the messaging and the offer It's really that simple. Completely. But we overthink it. Yeah. We, I mean, we overthink it and it's, it goes back to the iceberg analogy. It's when you're watching from the outside and you're seeing what someone else is doing, and you start to mm-hmm. go, oh, I see what they're doing. I'll go do that. I can do that. Yeah, but you're not seeing anything beneath the surface of the iceberg. And so you're only yeah. modeling or copying what you can see. And it really is the invisible mechanisms that you can't see that's causing a lot of that success. You know, there's a lot of strategy to my messaging. What I say, when I say it, how I say it. Um, that, mm-hmm. that offers clarity, that dismantles objections. Like a lot of it is people don't know how to dismantle an objection. And everyone's going to have objections. What is an objection? An objection is a thought or belief rooted in fear that prevents your ideal customers from buying from you. And if you don't know how to address those, if you don't know how to shift those, then people that are meant to be in your stuff aren't going to buy from you. And your messaging helps to do that. And um, that's not what people are doing. Most people are saying, well, if I just give, 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 give as much as I can, then people will buy from me. Here's what that's like. I like to use metaphors as much as possible. You love the metaphors. I love the metaphors, right? So if you go to the mall, back when we people went to the mall, there was the food courts. And you're like, oh, I'm hungry. Let's go get some food. And you go to the food court and there'd be that person there outside of Panda Express with the, with the tray of samples. And they'd say, do you want a sample? And you'd take a little thing on a toothpick and you'd eat it and you go, wow, that's actually really good. Let's eat here. Boom. You got a sample. And then you said, let's go buy. But... These people that are like, give, 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 give. That's like saying, hey, do you want this free meal? And you're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, okay. And you eat it and you're like, well, that was amazing. And you're stuffed. Like, you're like, I can't eat another bite. And they're like, do you want to go buy from us over at our restaurant? And you're like, what? I'm stuffed. I'm full. No, thank you. Like, please, I don't want to look at any more Kung Pao chicken for the rest of the week. I had too much and it was free. Thank you. I'm good. And that's what most people are doing. There's no strategic, strategery to their, uh, to their messaging and to their content. And so they're just inundating and overwhelming and flooding people's brains with all this stuff that leaves them like, oh, my head is spinning. I'm doing way more than uh, I'm, I, I've, I've, I've consumed way more than I know what to do with. And now I have more than I, I have to do that I don't have the time to do. And now someone's saying, oh, hey, now I'm going to sell you more stuff that you need to do. And people are like, What? No, thank you. I'm good for a while. I'm good. Thank you. That was good. And people will even say things like, wow, that was the best webinar. That was the best video series. I best challenge I've ever attended. Bye. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you how do you create a great experience that people say that was great and I want to buy your stuff? Yeah, I want more. Yeah. I want more. Absolutely. Um, and so we have to be way more strategic with our with our messaging and what we, you know, what we're sharing, what we're what we're teaching. The way you talked about launches, it almost sounds like you kind of treat it like an experiment, a, a test, everything that oh, you yeah. do. Take one part and you kind of tweak it and then let's say, okay, let's test this. Let's see what results are from, from this. And if it worked, great. If it doesn't work, scrap it. Let's go back and do something else. Yeah, you have to be the scientist in your business. 
Um, you have to be results driven, not um, emotionally mm-hmm. driven. And I'm, you know, look, emotions are important. You should pay attention to your emotions. But a lot of people are letting their thoughts and beliefs dictate their launches. I don't feel like that did work very well. Well, I don't care if you don't feel like it did well. What are the numbers <laughs> telling us? The numbers yeah. don't lie. So your numbers will tell you if it worked or it didn't. And we're always numbers and data driven. Did it work? What did the numbers say? What was the conversion rate? How many leads? How many sales? How many views? How many clicks? And the numbers are there. The data is there. And it's going to tell you, did this work or not? So, mm-hmm. you know, we have a, and I, just to give a specific example for our listeners is um, we have a new opt-in page that we're doing this year, but we're not getting rid of the old one. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, I have an idea for a new opt-in page. Okay, let's run it. And there's ways to tell very quickly, is it working? Is it good? And the first is conversion rate. What's the conversion rate on the page? How many leads are coming in from this? How much is it costing Facebook ads to run this? Wow, the conversion rate's higher. There's more leads and it's cheaper cost per lead. This is working. But if I just Mm -hmm. sat there and put it up there and was like, I don't know, I don't feel like it's good enough. What? So many times people come to me. In fact, I just had this happen on a coaching call. I'm trying to remember which coaching call it was. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing this coaching call and I had this woman who's in the middle of her launch right now, uh, or when I did the call actually, yeah, I think it's ended by now. And she's like, I was like, Hey, how can I help you? And she's like, I need you to help me save my launch. And she was just like distraught. Like there was fear and sadness and just anxiety in her voice. I could just hear it. And so the, you know, help me save this launch. And I, of course, I do the exact thing. I practice what I preach is I, I said, give me the numbers. And yeah. I got all of her numbers. And what I showed her with the numbers, because the numbers don't lie, is her launch is actually crushing it. It's unbelievable. And it was really interesting. And, and she like cried. She was just like so much relief. So here's mm-hmm. what happened. So we measure performance with the EPL, earnings per lead, right? Her EPL. So basically, here's what she said. She goes, last launch... I made about, I think she said, I made 20 sales, 25 sales. And this is like a high ticket program. This is like $6,000. She's crushing it. Mm-hmm. 3,000, something like that. And she goes, last launch, I made 20 something sales. This launch, I'm only at 16. And I wanted to do more. I wanted to do like 30, 40 sales. So her goal was to do more. And she's doing a little less than last time. Right. And I look at the numbers. She gives me all the numbers. And her EPL is way higher this launch than it was last launch. So she's outperforming in this launch. It's already doing better. The problem is she just had less people join. And that's all mm-hmm. it was. You just, I mean, it, look, if you're going to do a webinar and you say, you know, I want to do 10 sales and five people show up to the webinar, are you going to get 10 sales? I don't think everyone is going to buy twice. I just don't think that's going to happen. I'm a very optimistic dude. I just don't think that's going to happen. So what she didn't do is when her numbers were not at par, she didn't recalibrate her launch goals. But her launch still was doing better from a performance standpoint than it was before. And her EPL, dude, was like $460. I said, I told her this. I said, first of all, F you for how amazing your numbers are. (laughs) Screw you because my numbers are nowhere near there and my numbers are good. I said, you're in the top 2% of highest EPL I've ever worked with with anybody and you're sitting here freaking out about your launch. But you're in one of the highest EPLs of any client, any student I've ever worked with. And that's, that's the way we are on ourselves. You know what I mean? It's never good enough and there's always a problem. And it's like, you're crushing it. You're doing amazing. It's, it's working. The launch as a machine, like I said, look at it like a machine, is working. 
unbelievably well. It's like the best machine I've ever seen. We just need to get more people in it next time. That's yeah. it. It's already performing unbelievably well. Let's just get more people in. You didn't get more people in. Yeah, because my Facebook ads did this and da 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 da. It's like, okay, so there you go. We got to fix that for next time. All right, let's let's move on. You know, it's like there ain't no problem here. There's nothing to fix. Let's, you know, and but she was so distraught. And it's because she wasn't looking at her numbers. Uh, the the digital yeah. CEO, the successful entrepreneur, they are driven by their numbers. They know their numbers. They know how to read and interpret numbers and their numbers dictate and guide their decisions and actions. That's what I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I still have intuition. I still have emotions, not a robot, but numbers give you facts and I want to be informed yeah. by the facts. And if you want to scale your launches, improve your launches, make it launches less stressful, you have to learn the language of your numbers. What does this mean? What can we expect? What needs to change? What do I need to do differently based on these numbers? And that gives you so much more power when you're doing that. Absolutely. So you got the BBD launch coming up. Um, but before the door opens, obviously you got the video series coming out as you do every year. Yeah. Well, this what time are we it's in store live. For? This time I'm doing the video series live. So are you doing live? Yeah, oh, we're, we're wow. doing it live. And now I'm going to like incorporate p- pieces of the video series into it, and, and the content's the same. But I've added a few new pieces to it. But yeah, we've rented out this like fifty thousand dollar live event studio that they've like. This is where they've held like concerts in the past year during like COVID and quarantine. So we've rented out mm-hmm. this big epic studio. I'm going to be doing this live three part training. And, you know, the basic simple version of, of this for people is we've been doing this a long time. We've built the eight-figure business doing it. We've taught a lot of people how to do it. And we have a process. It's five pieces, five steps to how to craft the irresistible offer, how to put a sales machine in place, how to attract more people, and how to build a business around this and what it really takes. A lot mm. of people just look at one thing. I just What's that one piece I'm missing? The one right, best, only mindset. And really, it t- requires a holistic viewpoint. We have to look at the entire... Yeah enchilada, if you will. It's like a recipe, right? If you leave out one ingredient, you're screwed. If you only include one ingredient, you're you're screwed. So we want to sh- give you the whole recipe. And that's what you're going to get. Um, I also believe for those that are paying attention, you know, you're, you're paying attention to what I'm saying. Uh, you're coming with an open mind and an open heart because, you know, you know me, I have a very different approach to business and money sales success. And if you're doing the exercises that we have and participating, there's the opportunity for you to walk away at the end of this training with a lot of your own personal growth and transformation. That's what ends up happening because the reality is, is business you want, wants or rather needs something from you. And stepping into that new role, stepping into that new way of being, that new identity is a prerequisite for your business growth because your business is a reflection of you. So when you grow, the business grows. And so what you can expect is that if you're you know, playing full out during this workshop, that you're going to experience your own personal transformation in the process. You're going to start to figure out or recognize or discover where you've been getting in your own way, where the self-sabotage has been creeping in, the, the wrong ways of thinking about things, the stories and the limiting beliefs that hold us back. And when we're free of that, I mean, it's just like taking the, the break off the car and putting the pedal to the metal. And that's what we really love helping people with. It's not just giving you the tools but helping you tap into the version of you that can run with those tools. So that starts June 17th. We call it the rise of the digital. Yeah. Rise of the digital CEO, June 17th. Uh, We call it the digital CEO because that's the role that your business needs. And it really is the role that you fill in your business that determines the results that you receive. You can't really grow a business just sitting in the customer support role all day, sitting in the admin tech, you know, low value 
activities. I'm just going to work on this PDF, de- design, designing it and doing my logo and my photo shoot. Yeah, some of these things are important and they they need to get done. But if you're spending all day down there below deck, who's driving the ship, right? And who's growing the business? Mm-hmm. You just can't grow your business in those lower roles. So um, we're going to help you elevate to the role of the digital CEO. And it's it's going to be a good time. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun and especially doing it live. It's going to be uh, yeah. amazing, I'm sure. Um, so that's June 17th and the doors to BBD, which people do not want to miss, obviously, is... Oh, when gosh. The, the date. Um, you know, I don't even know. Uh, it's, it's like... A end of June sometime like 24th or something. I have no idea, Ken. Yeah. I'm no, it's it's June 24th. Come yeah. on. <laughs> is, it, is it June 24th? Yeah. It's June yes. 24th. yeah. I'm like, I'm just focused on the, the workshop right now. Yeah. We open the doors for four days, one time a yeah. year. Um, so we do the three one workshops. That's Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday. And then that next Monday through Thursday, uh, Thursday at the end of June, um, the 24th through what is that? 28th. Um, the doors will be open. Yeah. We, um, it's a, it's some exciting new things that we have in store with the offer. Um, and you know, everything I'm talking about and I practice what I preach, right? So you're going through it. You have an opportunity to go, to go through this training through two lenses. One is that there's a lot that you can learn that you can apply to your own business that I'm going to be teaching you principles and strategies and things you can do to make money fast. But the other thing too, is like, it's such an opportunity to see how it's done. We're going to show you certain things of how we craft our messaging, how we present our offer, and how you can be modeling that and doing that yourself. So pay close attention to those things as you go through the series, because you're going to be able to see I'm doing certain things that are um, what I'm teaching that I want you guys doing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simple as that. Simple as that. Don't want to miss it. No, no, it's going to be blessed. (laughs) I appreciate you coming on the podcast, um, talking about, you know, or sharing your knowledge as always and uh, talking about BBD, which is just amazing. People do not want to miss it this time around because it's like I said, you know, it's one year to next time. So this is your shot. This This is is it. 2021. This This is your year. (laughs) Well, Ken, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for having me back on. No problem. And thank you everybody for listening in and we'll talk again next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.